0: now. So, but, uh, it's, it's all good. And, um, uh, well, I just love the spirit of what's going on here. Uh, I usually, you know, I don't change my message, uh, very often. And I especially don't change my thoughts at least three to four times, uh, before a meeting. And I'm saying, Jesus, what, what's kind of going on? And I felt like the Lord was saying, you know what? I'm doing, I'm doing something fresh and new. Uh, I want to do something that, uh, is maybe out of the box a little bit and um, I just feel like for you folks it's a new time and it's a new day and uh, I do have some individual things that I want to share tonight Uh, but I do have something corporately too that I want to share and where I would take my text tonight and like I say this is my fourth time to change this evening but in 2nd Kings chapter 2 verse 1 there's a great story about Elijah and Elisha two Old Testament prophets and um, Elijah, the old prophet, is about to be caught up in a whirlwind by God. God's about to take him to heaven. And Elisha, the young buck, he's like greedy. He's like, you know, he's anxious. He's desirous. He's hungry. He's like, I want that double anointing. I want, I want a double portion because Elijah's a wild prophet. And he's like, and this young blazing prophet, he's like, I want to get what he's got. And um, so, you know, just being around the prophetic can be a whirlwind sometimes. And uh, so... He starts out on a track with Elijah, okay? The upstart starts out with the wily veteran. And it's really interesting where they start out. They start out at a place called Gilgal. And you know what? I just had to laugh. Andrew, I just had to laugh. I had to laugh. Because I'm like, Lord, give me a little. I know you know. I know you know. But I I was just like, God, just give me a little. Because, I mean, Pastor Ken, you would know this. No matter how much we get our messages down... We're, we're so wanting to get what the Spirit's saying because we, we, we care about the body. And uh, we we look for a thousand confirmations. We look for our wives to tell us a hundred times over, and we're still like, "Are you sure, God?" You know, and uh, but I was just asking God for a little nudge, and He reminded me of two of the favorite families in my life and instrumental families in my life in the province of Alberta, were the Gill and the Gal family. Like they have just had over the years, you know, and I haven't seen half of them for like a million years, and uh, but in times past they they were they were a huge part of my life and uh, i thought that's kind of interesting gilgal gilgal you know and prophets just do goofy things and um uh I guess that's not the greatest endorsement to come out with on a prophetic uh, idea, but um, in the Old Testament, I think they animate the narrative a lot of times of Israel's story and of Israel's history. God used them to do uh, kind of really strange and bizarre types of things in the Old Covenant, and like I say, it was a part of it was it was showing what Israel was going through, and so if you take Gilgal, where they start out from, and you back up the bus and go back into israel 's history, the first time that you really sh- see it showing up and popping up in a prominent way is when the children of Israel finally come out of um, egypt and then the wandering for 40 years in the wilderness and they crossed the jordan in joshua chapter 4 and 5 do you folks know the story of that how many of you know the story of the crossing of the jordan and they take up the 12 stones and god rolls the waters back and they pick up the 12 stones Joshua selects uh, 12 uh, different men to pick up the stones. And, and they build a memorial. And And uh, this is the place when they cross over on the other side. Joshua says, this is the place where God rolled back the waters. And and um, uh, God brought us into the promised land. And it's at that place that God told uh, Joshua to make flint knives. And reconsecrate this whole new group of uh, people. And, and Jewish warriors that were coming over onto the other side. And, and they did this at a place called... Gilgal and Gilgal means the rolling away it means rolling away and I felt like tonight coming here tonight that there was something that needed to happen almost like in the region I, I just felt that on me tonight that something in the region needed to roll away and close to 20 years ago I can't go into all the details except for to tell you this there was some prophetic activity that happened in this province okay i don't know if it still lingers and there's still remnants of it or whatever okay but i had moved all the way to the other side of the country and at the same time i had moved to the other side of the country an element moved out of almost to the house that i lived in moved out to this side of the country i did not know the person that was involved in prophetic ministry. But I felt a discernment on the fruit of that ministry. And I warned people that I was in relationship with with regards to the ministry. In my naivety, in my just not really knowing, just saying, just be careful. And some things were released into the province that caused hurt and pain and damage. God's gifts are beautiful. They're wonderful. God's gifts work and they function and they function in each member. But we as vessels are marred and frail. And we need to be as careful in using the gifts as we are in the development of our characters and our morality and our ethics. And the little bit of advice that I gave was heeded. And I'm not here, believe you me, to blow my horn in any way. But I just feel like, I just was thinking, God, do you want me to share that tonight? And I felt like I I had that thought about Gilgal. the Two families that are in my life. Gilgal. And it's like, the rolling away. And I felt like the Lord was saying, this is a day with, if there was any hurt or any pain, and you know, there's only six degrees of separation, right? Anywhere in the world. You can get, you know, that whole principle that you can basically get to anybody with a few phone calls. We can basically contact anybody. And in a lot of ways, we kind of know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows us. Right? And so... And in the spirit realm, there's ripple effects and things that go out and that affect. And there's things that uh, reside and there's residue. And there's things that can drop on people and can affect us. And I feel like the Lord's saying tonight that tonight is a rolling away night. You know, Joshua said, God said to Joshua that this is a time when the reproach of the days of the wanderings in the wilderness and all your family died because they didn't walk in the right way of faith. They made all kinds of mistakes. They, they struggled, they doubted, they vacillated. They wanted to go back into Egypt and, and they lost people. Life went by and people were damaged and hurt and deeply, deeply wounded. That's a terrible thing. But a new generation rose up and God's saying, now take back your life in me. Reconsecrate yourself again. Yes, this walk is fraught with dangers. And there can be difficulties. And there can be ups and downs. But it's the most dynamic, powerful, exciting life you'll ever live. Come on. Come on. You know? And we get knocked around and we get batted around. And, you know... A lot of times when we get knocked around and we get batted around, we want to rise up kind of like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of Christians, and I'm going to still survive, and I'm going to... At least I get like that in my demeanor and my propensity that if I'm swung this way, I want to swing this way. But you know what? I'd rather rise up and be like Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin is the kind of guy that even though he loves somebody, and then another guy came in and took his gal, and he got knocked down on the railway tracks, he'd get back up, his cane again and he walk with the mustache, and he'd go back into the game and he'd start loving again. That's the way God wants to make us as his people. Who hasn't been hurt? Who hasn't been beat up? Who hasn't been wounded by somebody else in the body or by a church? Who hasn't got some scars? You show me your wounds, I could show you a few of mine, Josh. We all got them. We got The answer for abuses in our life is not to disuse or dismantle or 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 or, or just you know throw the baby out with the bathwater. The answer is to get healed and to get whole and to get back up again and say, God, you You love laughable, lovable clowns. a sense of enchantment in God and believe you me enchantment is a gift from God what strikes every child's heart is a sense of dreaming and enchantment and if if that's not a gift from God I don't know what is but we get beaten up we get wounded and we get knocked all over the place God says, I'm wiping away the reproach, the sense where you feel illegitimate, that you don't matter, that you don't count. You've been marginalized. You've been pushed to the side, into the peripheral. You've lost family. And God's saying, take back your nation. Take back your family. Take back your church. Take back your city. Take back your province. Today is a rolling away day. Today is a rolling away day for the province of Alberta. And I think Probably the province is represented fairly nicely here. Edmonton, I mean, you and Calgary are the two biggest towns I know in in the province. And you're the city of champions. I mean, come on. Which we might talk about later. What's going on there lately, right? (laughs) Yeah, we're rolling away, brother. Prophesy it. Prophesy it. What? What? Resurgence. Resurgence. You're going to rise again. Come on. A rolling away. A rolling away. There's a lady in here that um, you've lost at love. Well, hey, a, a crowd this size. Come on. But no, you, you, you had the love of your life. God's going to restore you. And God's going to fulfill your dream. And what's going to happen is you're going to be swept up in these days. And I don't mean this weekend. Although this could be a catalyst. Well, yeah, I guess in more ways than one, right? I mean, let's get on with business here, you know? Somebody was praying and prophesying that in the prayer room this, tonight. Yes, you were, Pastor. Yeah. A shepherd knows his flock and the condition of his sheep. Um, God's going to sweep you up. And you, whoever you are, I, I, there's one specifically, maybe two gals. You lost. You lost. And it hurt. And it hurts. But you are so gonna, going to be swept up in such a new level of intimacy with Jesus. And if you will just open the door a crack. Beyond, God, this is so excruciating. I feel like I'm going to die. If you'll let him in there and take that, the intimacy with God and the passion of Christ in your walk with him and his smile and joy over your life is going to sweep you up and you're going to get right back in the game for candidacy for that connection and that relationship. So I don't know who you are. There's 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 a person in here that's been lied about about being disloyal. Maybe by in ministry somewhere. Maybe by a parent, I don't know. Maybe in a family, I don't know. And you are one of the most loyal people that you anyone could ever want to work with, be with team up with, have in life with. You are such an advantage of relational power because you are loyal. You are stout-hearted. You are faithful. You are strong with friendships. And you've been lied about. Jesus is here tonight to roll that away. There are people in this place, there's at least two, and I think there's two others, that are connected to helping with this endeavor. There are people in here that you've been lied about dreams and visions and ideas that are too large. Where's that coming from? That's not coming from God. You think? Come on. He can whip a mountain with a worm. Let's go. Come on. That it's too large. And specifically... It's in the area of sustainable communities, of building sustainable communities. You have a mind for it, whether it's engineering, whether it's in... uh, City dynamics, rural dynamics, urban dy- dynamics, urbanization. I don't know what it is, but there's two people in here I felt the Holy Spirit tell me in New York that were in here. And then there's two other people that would give a portion of their life to work with those two people possibly or work with other people like them as a portion of your life. You'd give, a, you'd give beyond a tithe. You'd give a double tithe of your life, probably 20%. And you could actually change communities and change uh, nations and change culture and change world. That's in this room. And the enemies lied to you. And God says, that's got to roll away today because you're about to come into your destiny and who God's made you to be. To build sustainable community. What are you a part of? You're a part of a thing called resurgence. We'll fly again. I mean, and when I thought about that flying again, I thought there's places that you've never even flown to that you're supposed to get on. This person in here, maybe more than one, you felt obstacles because of iniquity has tried to reign over your life. The scripture says, don't let sin reign in your mortal body. Sin gets into all of our lives, tries to strangle and choke out and keep us from God. But somebody in here, you've had it raining and it's rained maybe in the past and you have a slight step out the door and and are are reaching for freedom the best you can. God is here this weekend to untangle the quagmire of that and roll away the reproach of the iniquity that has beset you and has reigned over you and has tried to cripple you and left you in such chaos that we sang about and confusion. God is here tonight to set you free from that and roll that away. He's here to roll that away off of your life. And we can't, all the king's horses and all the king's men can't figure out how to do it. But Jesus can. And I see over your life, whoever that person is, and, and it, 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 it it's a horrible thing. It's left you in shackled and enchained, And God, I see you just... Finally, gets out of prison. I've been accused all this year, and he's like free. He's had to go through the muck and the mire and the sewage. And, and and he's out on the other side. I see that over a person in this place. And you know what? Jesus is even starting it now. And 2 Corinthians chapter 7 is going to be your portion. God's going to give you the beautiful gift of repentance. It's going to create in you such vigilance. It's going to create in you such a desire for vindication. It's going to create in you such a discipline and such a faithfulness and such a godly sorrow. Not a sorrow that leads to death, but a sorrow that leads to life and victory and freedom and abundance. And with the chains that you've been enshackled with, you will go forward and you will set the captives free. That's on your life, whoever you are tonight. And I'll tell you why. I don't care what your expression. I minister from Catholics to Methodists to Pentecostals to Baptists and everything else in between, man. And if you've got to go to a priest, a pastor, a reverend, or whatever you've got to do, or somebody that you love and honor, though God will take you at the right time to a place of confession. But first and foremost, you confess before Him tonight. And you confess and you ask Him for the beautiful gift of repentance and for the dynamics that are so beautiful in godly repentance in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Wow. Wow. Oh. One of the folks in the prayer room were praying about how great it is to be amongst friends and to have friends. I read Paul this morning and he says, our lives are so with you that we're in to die with you and we're in to live with you. When you are wrapped up in junk, you need to be around people that get it and that don't give it to you and aren't there to police you and aren't there to condemn you and aren't there to judge you but are there to help you and free you and hear you and figure it out together with Jesus' help. Am I talking to the right group tonight? I got the right group here? It's okay? Okay. Lies. People in here have been lied about. You've been asked to take a course of education because there's more money in a certain field. You know, maybe into the oil. Into, I don't know. I don't know. But my thought was somebody wants to pr- pursue uh, being a practitioner in the medical arena. And you don't have the... Fu- God's going to make a way. God wants to make a way for you. God, I wish I could tell you the stories of some of these words of knowledge that I have of how God walked me through. I don't have time tonight because we just need to pray and bless one another this evening. The not now thing needs to roll away. How many of you said, tomorrow, God? You ever done that? I want God, I want God, I want God. And he goes, well, now, do the, uh, tomorrow. Huh? Not now? Not now? A couple of months ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. and said, I want you to go to a little church. I said, God, nobody's ever at that church. I want you to go. I want you to go right now. I went to that little church. I'm involved in working in that church. My wife is preaching in that church on this Sunday. I knew nothing about this church. I knew nothing about it. What if I had said not now? Let's let the knot now roll away. That was part of the children of Israel's problem. Are you kidding me? Remember back in the days when they were trying to get out of Egypt in the first place and they had the frog plague and Moses said, you know, Pharaoh, tell me when you want. And he he says, tomorrow, get rid of the frogs. Come on. That was in the Egyptians, but that got into the Jewish people, the people of God, too. Oh, let's go back to the leeks and the garlic. Let's go back to let's go back. Not now has got to roll away. Why not? Why not now? Mm, Not now. Not now. There's a person that you're working full time, and you're supposed to go to university, and I believe you can work it out so that you can work and you can go to university. it's time and then there's a person in university that you're supposed to be doing some work and you're supposed to divide it up maybe a little bit do it do it you've been asking God you've been seeking for God come on or how about the I gotta know everything before I do anything how about the father of us all Abraham I want you to go where do I go God Why not tell him? Just go. Just go. Now, faith is a very calculated initiative because it's always for something better in God. You give your life for His life. My life is better than His life. I'm keeping mine. I'm not giving my life for His life if His life's not better. He said to the woman at the well, "If you knew who was asking you for water." for water and you'd never thirst again yeah i'm not talking about this yeah i could use a drink i like i need this water by the way well give me this water but you don't have a bucket we'll go get your husband well i don't have you're right you're not living with a man that's your husband and you've had like a whole bunch of other he wasn't downplaying the need for a guy in your life he was elevating the need for priority And and for emphasis on who goes first, it's this life first, and then the other life comes after it, and that's what gives the fullness to our lives, the abundance to our lives. Zoe life first, psyche life second. We've got it flipped around. We take the Zoe of God number one, then we. And then God gives you a house, and then it makes valuable ministry, a new job. He gives you a relationship. And it just goes, goes, goes that's the life of God. But if you put the other stuff in front first, a zero in front of a one is still one. Come on. I gotta know everything. How much more do you have to know? a preacher a hundred years ago could have ever known in a million years probably. You have more sermons. You have more conferences. You have preachers from all over the world. You can listen to Prince over in Asia. You can listen to the best of the best all the time and you do. How much more do you have to know? Just go, man. Just go. just let God guide you and lead you and show you and let that spirit of i got to know everything not now how about how about the idea that God's not interested in the insignificant things in my life there's a person in here that you reared your siblings and you were robbed of your childhood and all you would like to do is be able to go away someday to an amusement park Or be able to do the things like a family vacation Like other families did God, I feel God told me When I was laying down in bed Either yesterday or wherever in New York Wherever I was I felt the Holy Spirit say to me I'm going to bless that person. That person did a fantastic job. And and God's going to give you insight if he hasn't already as to why your family fumbled the ball on that and it was imposed upon you to be the parent. And by the way, God's good. you're a great parent. You already have fathering and mothering spirit inside of you. And God's going to give you other people. He told me this, to mentor. Not that you won't have your own kids someday, but you're a mentor. You're going to disciple people. If you have a resentment and let me tell you, God is going to splash in your life in a billion million ways, in every little detail of your life. Back in the summertime, I'm going along in Calgary, okay, and I'm jogging along and I'm listening to a, uh, an old rhythm and blues guy, Sam Cook. I'm, I'm listening to this guy having a party, and I'm rocking out, and I'm loving it, I'm like I'm smiling at God, and I'm happy, and I go, I want to do a cartwheel, and God's like, Don't try that, Dave. Don't, don't do that. And immediately a girl comes out of the subdivision. Uh, yeah, a girl, she just manages off her bike right in front of me and does a perfect cartwheel right in front of me and then takes off. I was like, wow, that's cool, God. Yeah, sustainable communities. Forget that, man. I'm rocking out to Sam not sustaining me. I could tell you a million stories like that. The devil's not in the details, the divine's in the details. And there is a God that wants to splash into your life. In every single thing and place and word that you listen to wherever you go, what you watch every door can be a window to your soul the agnostic atheist says where is God and the Christian faithful person says
1: where isn't he
0: he's everywhere he's in everything he digs us he likes us he gets us Oh mm. Jesus. Come on, Lord. Mm. Wow You don't have to pray anything. You don't even have to say anything. You can bumble a little bit. Put your hand on the shoulder of a person beside you again. See, wh- wherever I go, I'm, I'm giving God, but I'm meeting God. Where isn't God? I'm encountering Him. We're giving God. We're imparting God. We're receiving God. Mm. When I talk about prophecy tomorrow a little bit, I'm going to talk about the human touch of God no longer in an incarnate body, but in an even more profound body. Us. (laughs) We're as good as it gets. This is it. This is it. Jesus in us, the hope of glory, imparting, receiving from one another. Father, oh, set captives free. Loose the chains. Mm. Somebody lost in a business deal. You were absolutely decimated financially. The Lord's going to provide for you, increase over you. You were jilted. You were gypped. You were ripped off. God's going to provide for you. It's going to take a year or two to really, really. It's going to take a little bit. But if you hang in there, the provision is going to come into your hands and you are going to be able to go back to those that hurt you, offended you, and almost destroyed your life in business. Whoever you are and you're going to be able to pour back into them and it will not be to reap coals of fire or heap coals of fire upon their head it will be because your spirit is so filled with the magnanimity of the spirit of God that you will do it so happily so gladly and you'll be so joyful to do it to that person and for that company or whoever it is that's what God wants to pour into your life whoever you are whoever you are Well, I, I'd like to be a candidate for that. I'll prophesy that over my own life. And by the way, if you don't prophesy over yourself and talk to yourself regularly, you're going cuckoo. You are. Stir up the gift of God that is within you. Rekindle it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lies. Lies. We're going to break that together corporately here in a minute. One of the pastors prayed about lies. Lies over people in the prayer room. It was powerful. It just rang a chord. It reverberated in my spirit when they were praying about lies being broken off. The enemy's tongue is a lying tongue. It's a fear-filled tongue. He instills fear. I landed in the city of Edmonton in around 99 to preach at a congregation got off the plane and I was going into a sabbatical season following this last little conference that I was doing Holy Spirit was leading me into a sabbatical, I may have had a couple other bookings but it was one of the last, I got off the plane I met a pastor I'd never met before I said I'm so and so, I'm so and so he said where do you live, I said Barry, Ontario I said, but I'm moving. Oh, where are you moving? I'm moving to the United States. Oh, where are you moving in the United States? I said, Messina, New York. Messina, New York. My dad lives in Messina, New York. Edmonton, Alberta, Messina, why? Leave it to Beaverville, Hamlet, Podunk, America. Come on. He says, why are you going? I said, well, the Lord called me in there and my wife teaches in a private school. She's got a position and I'm going on a sabbatical and you're moving to America. What does your wife do? Oh, she's a classical musician. She teaches piano. My dad teaches piano. <laughs> I'm like, God. And this is what he said. Your wife can never make it in that region teaching piano. All she has to do is go talk to my dad. And you know what? At that moment, thank God, I knew how to interpret it. I said, I knew, I knew, I knew was there. I knew how to interpret it. I knew that that was a giant trying to dissuade me from coming into the promise, but I knew how to interpret it because the holiness of God and the love of God was saying, it's yours. I speak the opposite tongue to that tongue, and this is not down on that pastor at all okay it's not it's not about that I don't even have time to tell you about my wife's piano studio about the work she's doing in northern New York working in universities, high schools, different churches Write the lies off what lies are over your life what lies have you listened to the spirit of God's already trying to cut away lies even before we got here he's trying to cut away the lies you can't do it see that's why the prophetic spirit is so important we'll touch on it tomorrow hopefully because the prophetic spirit goes at lies and it it, it tells the truth it tells what jesus thinks on perspective and it doesn't matter if all everything's going to hell seemingly in a handbasket god jumps, this is the way it is i got a better idea got a better plan I got more for you that's the way Jesus is always talking and he wants to grab the future and us to grab the future and bring it into the now to take the future and bring it into the now that's why don't go not now anymore because you've been wanting to live in the future well let's go there let's pull that future in now not tomorrow now and you know how we do it my sister in the name of Jesus break off the spirit bless my brother Josh bless me too right Josh bless each other it's a mutual bless me club break off all that stuff because it's a rolling away time a rolling away of the lives you can't have the land you can't cross the water oh yeah I'm going to push back the stuff that prevents you. I'm going to dry up the stuff that sucks you down and tries to drown you. I'm going to cause those people that scare you to death to be shaking in their boots because the land's yours. And you know what I'm going to do it? Right now, in the midst, in the presence, today we're crossing over Jordan. See, those prophets, they went from Gilgal to Bethel to Jericho to Jordan. Those are four Pretty, pretty cool stops in the narrative story of Israel's history. And you know what? They're pretty cool stops and places along our journey too. And we would do well to camp there for a little bit of time, but we don't have time right now. Ooh. oh! Just say, bless my neighbor. Bless my neighbor. Bless the person here in front of me. Bless my pastor. Bless the presbyters. Bless the superintendents. Bless them. Bless them. Bless the uh, different denominations. Does anybody care anymore? Like, really? Come on. We need distinctives. We need all that. But we agree on so many more things than we disagree on. We have so many more commonalities and so many areas that are just wonderful, that camp that together, that we're we have differences that's why a group like this is so rich it's just like wow wow Mm. yeah Lord I hope you guys don't mind I hope you don't mind do you mind okay Mm. Mm. yeah Lord Well, let's stand up and sing a song or something and worship a little bit. And we'll do something, and then if another wave comes in, maybe I'll give a little bit of direction. Okay, but we'll just we'll just love on God and we'll just worship, just soak in this, and. Um